All right. Well, All welcome right. to Grounded Sound. Welcome to the show, Jen. <laughs> nice to see you, Abel. Good to see you. Good to be back in the tower. Are you? Yes, it is nice to be You know, back it's been tower. a strange week. How's it's it? been an all-around strange week, but um, it's it's fine. Tell it's me nice. about some of your strangeness. Um, the car broke down. Oh, I got to speak in front of city council, like impromptu style yesterday, just kind of off the cuff it. <laughs> I'd never done that before, but... How did that go? I don't mind talking to councilmen. Right. Like anybody else. It's important. You can yeah. be our next mayor, just, so you need uh, to practice. This is I got out of there. I told Carrie, I was like, I'm all high on city government now. <laughs> and she's like, if you even start thinking about running for city council, just, just forget it. And I was like, why? And she said, because it's city government. You hate city government. I was like, oh, yeah, I do. But she doesn't want to be the like, first do you realize of- all of the meetings and crap you're going to have to put up with? And I was like, I'm not thinking about it, but just, yeah, I know. I've been to some of those meetings. You would not like that, Abel. No, 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 no. Somebody the other day, who was it? Uh, Aaron Cooper mm-hmm. told me that I'm Joe Biden, which oh. I think might have been the greatest compliment I've ever been paid. I, I was like, I'd love to be Joe Biden. And just hang yeah. without all the politics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there was that. And um, I don't know. It's been a weird week. How about you? How are you doing? Good. I've been hanging out with my five-year-old the last few days. And How's Lilu? She's great. Awesome. She's wonderful. We had a little sushi date and Good. went to the library and Which library? Um downtown. Okay. It's really, really cool. Have you ever been to one up on 122nd? Yes, and that's beautiful. It has like the oil derricks built in the middle of it. Yeah, that's really cool. We and the some, dinosaur out front? Yes. That's nice. We have some beautiful libraries and mm-hmm. you know, I know the downtown one has like conference rooms you can rent out. Yeah. So for, you know, entrepreneurs or contractors or mm-hmm. people who need conference space. A little FYI, you can rent, or you don't even rent them out. You like RSVP for them or whatever. That's cool. Sign up. Didn't know that. Oh, another weird thing. I went to a food show today. You did? I've never been to a food show before. What was that like? It was weird. Like, it was, all you did was wander around and taste stuff. Like, everything you can imagine to eat. Like, everything was there. And you just, like, wandered around and had samples, and nobody even cared if you knew what you were eating, and... My buddy, Chef Rob, said of um, U.S. Foods, and he was like, you got to come down to my party. And I was like, it's a party? I'll party. <laughs> and then I show up, and it's just like every weird thing you can imagine. And, and you know, of course, there's multiple multitudes of, like, chicken nuggets because it's U.S. Foods. But everything else, too. Just and It was in the uh, Myriad Center. Uh, what is it, Cox? Yeah. That's yeah, a huge and so space. it was a big space with just, I would say, easily two to 3,000 booths of food samples that's all it was well how do you get invited to something like that you gotta know a guy how many people were there i would say a lot it was almost full the room was full like i was bumping into people and it was you know you know me being kind of in the food sector kind of bumped into a lot of people that i knew but i had no idea that it was even a thing i didn't either strange experience well oklahomans like our food yeah yeah they had some nitro coffee Nice. You had nitro coffee. So how do you feel right now after? It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird day. <laughs> that is a weird day. I had nitro coffee, um, Wagyu pastrami, Wagyu salami, quail, any number of seafood items, and a bunch of random other crap. So it's been kind of a weird afternoon. Yeah, you're like in the twilight <laughs> zone right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. We shouldn't just sit here and talk about what I had for lunch. There's <laughs> guests, Jen. There are guests. And before we introduce our guests, I do want to make a couple of mentions. Uh, Thursday night is Speakeasy with Gabriel Hancock and yes. Jose Hernandez. We was here last week. Yep. We promoted that show. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Friday night is the our big gum. big Willow Way show. Willow Way and Swim Fan. At the Speakeasy. At the Speakeasy. And then Saturday is 90s Prom at Tower. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Saturday, also, real quick, is Savory Spice Shop's fifth anniversary pie baking contest. I saw that on social media. This year, it actually falls on our actual anniversary. We are five years old. It's interesting because September 16th was also the day my great-grandfather, George Washington Blakely, uh, was in the Cherokee Strip Land Room and staked claim to the homestead where I grew up. And then fast forward, however long it was between 1893 and 2013, I don't know, 110 or 12 years. Congratulations. Yeah. So then now we've been, we've been at the, down there in 43rd and Western for five years and we're still growing and 
We've had a pie baking contest every year, and that is this Saturday. So come down and have free pie all day long. That's so exciting. Yeah. I will totally... Come by and get some pie. Come for free pie. There's going to be a lot of vegetarian pie, too. <laughs> I'm sure. There's no meat pies. No, there are meat pies, too. There are meat There's pies. both savory and sweet categories in the pie baking contest. I just like the sweet ones. Yeah. I only like two kinds of pie, Jen. Okay. Hot and cold. <laughs> well, I will say That's a Danny Blakely joke for you. Swing by that event. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's welcome our guest. We, let's. Yes. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I know you guys, but... Uh, my name is Neil Robinson. Nathan. Chitty. Hey, guys. Welcome, guys. And you guys are collectively... Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche. Nice. So glad to have you guys here. <laughs> glad to be yeah, here. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So do you want to tell our listeners about who you are and what you do? Because you guys are quite popular around Oklahoma City, but... We're getting there. You know. You are. You guys are. Uh, we are just a DJ collective... Um, our name is kind of a French saying for anything goes, so that's how we apply to our DJ sets. We just play a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. We try not to be, like, genre-specific. Whatever. We bring kind of records that kind of fit several different a- avenues, and we kind of just, as we see kind of the crowd and the dynamic going, we play accordingly. So we never really we never plan sets out. We just bring what we think would work and then just fly by the seat of our pants so anything goes nice so there's a curation to it oh yeah you guys are reading your audience and Mm -hmm. the crowd and you know picking out what you feel like is really best for the event definitely and is it um, am i correct it's vinyl yeah all vinyl okay so we only play records and um it's not necessarily because it's out of necessity but um, i just find that that medium is the most uh interacted to play with and i just have the most fun doing it sure what do you think chitty i was like what's the most expensive thing we could possibly do <laughs> that too <laughs> yeah and that 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 popped up so yeah vinyl's crazy it's tough yeah uh i think you know for me when we before i met these guys i i had uh taken a break from from djing for about five years and i am um, before that I did digital and then uh, I just started buying a bunch of records and uh, I found that it was more challenging and um, you know made me a better DJ and um, made me appreciate it more so that's that's why I got into just vinyl DJing and then um, you know I knew these guys for a few years and we kind of realized that we both were into it and mm-hmm. it made sense well, you guys also have kind of different styles. Do you want to go into that? Of what differentiates you guys? Well, from- Chitty's better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I disagree with that statement. No, I mean, I think our style. Well, we you know, complimentary styles. Yeah, me and my brother, we we DJ together, uh, so we'll do our own little back to back. Chitty usually goes solo, uh, so we I have a wingman and Neil has a wingman too. But we kind of feed off each other, uh, and- which still amazes me every time you guys do it. <laughs> I'm like, like how is it? How are they able to the DJ and fight at the same time? It's crazy, but it's <laughs> but it also like is very it's seamless. Even though I know I'll sometimes see you guys and I know that you guys just really hate each other in that moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it still comes off really, really well. So I mean, I'm 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 amazed by it. I, I'm very selfish. I guess <laughs> I don't want to share anything with anybody. <laughs> You guys ever do stuff all at the same time? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, uh, we've done sets we, around. Robin. I think that we, what we call it is we call it B to B back to back, and so everyone will do one or two, and then we'll rotate. Okay. And so that that kind of melds and allows you to experience the other person and feed off the other person. Um, but we don't do it enough. We talk about it. So we we good, love talking. It's we like, good to we do at the it. end of the set. You know, like you got about an hour left. Just you know, everyone gets on and yeah, and just kind of feed off each other. And yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of physical space yeah. that we're yeah. talking about. It's very spontaneous. When it happens, it's very spontaneous. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We don't plan for it, and it's just I think we don't plan for anything, mm-mm. which is that's the best part. Neither probably. do we. Yeah, we probably. talked last week about how super unprepared we are and proud of it. Impromptu. Yeah. It's just in the moment, you know? Right. That's why we don't research anything. It's, you know, we like to live dangerously. like Donald Trump's hair, you know? Just like, why fix it now? You're president at this point. This is working. (laughs) Not Donald Trump, but everything we're doing is working. That's not working. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's I don't mean working. his hair. I mean us, but that's fine. Yeah. You guys are working. You guys, um, before I knew you guys, um, and Chitty and I are really close friends, but I saw carte blanche everywhere. I mean, you guys were doing so many different events and things around the city. Um, and so people have been seeking you out to do different, whether it's private parties or again, different clubs or bars. Mm -hmm. Tell me the response that you've had from people and what the draw is for vinyl DJ and kind of what that brings to people's uh, events. When it comes to an event, I think people like to see something different. So whereas, you know, there's, you could go to Craigslist and find DJ for hire, probably type it into the search bar. Uh, But you know what you're going to get, you're going to get someone who's got pre-programmed you know, hard drive of just party tunes, Top you know? Um, so when they see us and they come, and they, they're like, well, this might make the party a little bit different. We'd like to bring like an eclectic flair and maybe some of the unsung heroes of certain genres, be it disco and funk or like house music that maybe never got radio play that um, it sounds familiar enough to the audience to where it's like, but they may have never heard the track. And, you know, I, I think... But without them actually realizing it, they see the format and they think, oh, that's kind of kitschy. Uh, we want that. But, I mean, I think they also like the music that we play. And also, the, just the vinyl DJ thing, uh, I feel like we're kind of, we were kind of moving away from that as labels. Because in, in, in all reality, I mean, that's how a lot of DJs still DJ in Europe, you know, all over the world is records and they don't necessarily you know, label themselves as a vinyl DJ, you know, out here where people still aren't used to seeing that format, you know, it gets people comfortable seeing it and with that label, you know, but true, we're just DJs, you know, I mean, it's the format that we use, but you know, the music we play is, you know, could be on wax. It could be on, you know, uh, the thumb drive. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, speaking about feedback, um, I mean, I think we've kept doing it because we've had, good feedback and mm-hmm. um, had a lot of good responses that I'm, I'm surprised about. I think, you know, when we first started doing it, it was basically a, a hobby and not that it isn't a hobby. I think, you know, we all have, you know, various exploits we, we do on the side or, or full time or whatever, but um, you know, this keeps us really busy, but um, yeah, I've never had anybody get mad at me. Mm-hmm. I don't think maybe, I don't remember. I try and just wipe those instances from memory. Um, Yeah, no, I think that people appreciate the vinyl DJing aspect. I've had many people say that they respect it or surprised by it or really into it or, um, you know, just give it appreciation versus the digital. A lot of old school guys in the city. Which I'm not, you know, I'm not against that. I think it's, you know, it is what it is. People do whatever comes comfortable to them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think also I'd like to add that – People, we just play a lot of um, just real uh, challenging music in a sense where it's we don't. When we bring records out, we're not trying to bring out with a thought in mind that um, hopefully these, these people know these tracks, and we kind of want to educate. We want to educate people to other types of music, and I think in that respect, we've had good feedback, and you know, I think that the city's ready to you know have. People play them, you know, when they think of a DJ, they don't just think of somebody in Bricktown just kind of playing top 40 music, which is fine and all. But I I just I knew that there was nobody playing music that I wanted to hear. So in that in that respect, it's like, well, I have the capability and the, and the tools to do it. So why not make your own party? Sure, and we've had some guys on uh, last year that did that same type of thing. Yeah, um, the, you guys are friends uh, with Kyle and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, I didn't yeah. know that. You yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, you guys had them on the show? Yeah, we've had them on the show. They came on with the uh, the Alley Records guy. Yeah. What's his name? I forget. Oh, yeah, that place is great. Dude, is so cool. It's everything you want a record store to be. And he, sure. and he, like, he has like a real Neil Young vibe yeah. about him. It's very <laughs> cool. And no, he did a um, – we, we do this uh, uh, annual – festival called off the grid which is yeah. focused yeah. on vinyl appreciation the vinyl community and uh he showed up and had like a little record booth and it was real great that dude's cool cool well, as fuck for well that's sure. what they came to promote the oh, first one yeah, yeah. and then i wasn't able to make that one but i made obviously your second one um mm-hmm. and i think it's just a really great idea and, it, and it's cool to see that you know like mm-hmm. you were saying the music that maybe people aren't familiar with me you know dj funky tom does that kind of stuff too you know love his, tom tom's, tom's great great yeah it's so funny that he does, he's a funk DJ, you know, if you've ever met 
Tom. Tom's uh, Tom's selection is really really fantastic. Yeah, he, really he brings out some wild stuff that you wouldn't expect. So he mostly great. does forty fives, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he does. Really cool I mean, too. he's had some. I've seen him with some twelve inches over yeah, there yeah, every now yeah. and then. Um, yeah. But no, so yeah, off the grid is a big deal for us, and uh, we're actually volume two is coming up. So I, I guess what you guys went to was like a little. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like a it was ha- like a pre pre like a it was on yeah. a little bit of a smaller scale. Uh, like a it wasn't as big as we normally do. It. Yeah, we normally do three stages or or more, and I think that was just one or one two two. two that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's fun. It's really great, and I hope that more people get into it. Now, the good thing for us is that vinyl is up as a commodity. People are more oh, yeah. interested. Yeah, it actually, I, I guess, I don't know what month it was. It was it December or January. Vinyl sales beat digital sales for the first time in like January. 15 Sweet. years or something, something crazy. Like you know, something crazy. Like, so that's very cool. And I, I, obviously, it's good for, for guys like Guest Room and uh, Trolley Stop and um, what's like Monkey Feet? Yeah, Alley Records and all those guys. Um, so we want to be a part of that and want to help encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I like something that I can hold on to. I like something physical um, and something that I can experience. You know, I'm a big, you know, I listen to streaming music, you know, a lot. Right. Um, mm-hmm. In the car. I and mean, obviously when you're on the go, you got to do that. Um, but if I'm at home, I'm going to try and you know oh, chill sure. out with that sure. vibe that brings a warmth to it for sure. sure. Most nights my wife and I sit. And it's awesome because our, our turntables right underneath our TV and we will sit there. I would say nine times out of ten, and listen to a record. I mean, it, you know, I don't want to be like it's expensive. It is, but it's also very. It can be approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. like you can actually get a cheap turntable and some speakers and a you know and a amp or something, mm-hmm. and then you know go through the dollar bin sure. and uh, find some gold nuggets. Oh, I found some good stuff. Oh, dude, I end up being like really crowd favorites that will play out that I've gotten sure. for a dollar. Agreed. At guest room. If you've got if you got some time, like one of the things that I try to do when I go to a new city all over the country is I'll oh, find yeah. the records. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sit on the floor mm-hmm. and thumb through their d- dollar bin for, you know, usually I travel with my wife and she's in a meeting or something. I'll sit there and thumb through dollar bins and I found some real gold yeah, nuggets. Every city's got their own dollar yeah. bin. Their I mean, own I'll style. spend hours there. What's cool sure. is you know, sometimes you forget about, well, how did this get here? Yeah. Where did this come from? How many hands does it touch? What's the history, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to kind of not really fantasize about it, but just be like, what the fuck, man? Like, how did this even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What is this doing here? Because I found some records where I'm like, you know, this is a very, you know, because music can be kind of regional sometimes, mm-hmm. especially different genres. Oh, yeah. And especially, uh, you know, like country or, um, you know, mm-hmm. hip hop, hip hop's. Not really. I mean, I guess it is. I mean, it's nationwide, but at the same time, different styles yeah, of hip hop come from different parts of the country. It's like I found a copy of a Wyclef's two record Preacher Son in a dollar bin in Charleston, South Carolina. Because I don't think they realize that the cover of that record is just white. Like, there's right. it, it looks like it's in a blank cover, and they had written Wyclef and big blue marker all over oh, it. Nice. And I was like, <laughs> How the hell did this get in the dollar bin? And right. it's a perfect record. It's like both. Someone who knows that really should not sell that for a dollar. But <laughs> right. that's the that's that's the that's the magic of uh, the magic of uh, you know digging for vinyl is that sure. you're going to get surprises and like come up on something really cool um, versus just downloading it onto your computer or your yeah. phone. Or you also got to listen to a lot of bad music. That's you true. do the majority sure. of being DJs listening to digging through crates can be super exhaustive, man. Yeah. And you can come up with nothing. Sure, I've done that uh, many times where it's, I've spent two hours somewhere and I'm just like, well, I'm buying it gets more real record. repetitive. You see the same records in the dollar bin. Oh, yeah, yeah Glenn Campbell and Dion Warwick. Sure, yeah. Glenn Campbell, really? A lot of Glenn Campbell. I need see a lot of Glenn Campbell Crossing, in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was listening to Glenn Campbell this morning. Really? Like no joke. <laughs> Wichita Lineman. Wait, I think I'm What's the? It's called. Um, no, it's some. Other, it's somebody else. It's not Glenn Campbell. Well, that's something I was really impressed when Rodney and Kyle came is how much time you guys really do spend curating, you know, your your record collection and your yeah. sets. And, and it just I really identify with when you said you guys really try to play un- unsung heroes, because that's something that with Cellar Door, we really try to support like you know, our, our local artists who maybe people haven't heard of and are really talented. And it's like, you guys are doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. like in a different, unique way. And I think it's really important, you know, in a general sense that we're all doing that here in our city, you know, and it's just, that's a good point, really. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you, you mentioned earlier and Chitty and I've had a lot of conversations about that of like, 
bringing kind of that music education to the public of, you know, there are different things in the top 40 than, you know, there's other artists other than Taylor Swift or Drake or, you Which know. Which I've gotten, if when I do hey, normally. don't disrespect Drake. Well, I whenever do I do get requests, it's a lot of like, it's Taylor Swift. And so yeah. my usually, my answer is I just, I don't really say anything. I just point back to my creator records and then they kind of just, it's a nonverbal cue. It's like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to just Google new, this real quick. And thank God for the new iPhones that don't have a, an aux cable yeah. jack. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, I can't. Ah, no so, Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> well, and kind of leading into my next question for you guys, you do have, um, you know, DJ gigs at places that may be a little bit more mainstream. And so how has that been a challenge for you guys? And how have you tackled that challenge with bringing in new music to maybe a location or a venue that is a little bit more mainstream? Just working with the, the people who are, are booking you also. I mean, they know their, their crowd and maybe they don't know them very well. Maybe they do, or they're getting but to just figuring out what they want to hear. You know, so you're not just showing up there, you know, with your pants around your ankles. I, it's, it's, um, it's set and setting. So it's like trying to bring your artistic flair, but being able to uh, sound familiar enough and approachable enough to a different audience. And I find that playing for a different audience that you're not used to, because we can throw a party at the pump and just, you know, pretty much play anything and people are going to be they're sold on it they're like invested in it but you know if when, when you're playing to an audience that you're not used to it's a challenge but i think it's a great challenge to have because if you can break into these people if you can break into a crowd that you're not used to seeing all the time then you've really done something for everybody then every that you've pushed you've pushed everybody in your format forward and i think that's really how you unite this city as far as even night if you can just you know you can just go as small as nightlife culture. If you can get to an audience where they come out to see you because they want to hear some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But to do that, you have to build a relationship. You have to play them some Michael Jackson. You got to play them some Prince. And you got to build a relationship between this weird, like, Brazilian boogie tune. How does that relate to this Michael Jackson song? Mm-hmm. And how did, you know, that everyone knows. And how does that relate to this next song? So you, it's all about what you play before and after certain tracks that are very that sound familiar to the people but yeah. that sounded really cool by the way does that way. answer your question that's really, really no, cool that's really, I've thought a lot about this you're deep that's brilliant well and I mean I, I'll even connect that to you know the arts council we've had them on a couple different times and so they do something like the Twilight series where they might book some artists who play a little bit more covered more mainstream and then they'll book artists who play something completely different that maybe that crowd hasn't heard and so they really integrate um, things like what you're talking about is, is some some favorite you know kind of sounds and genres with some um, new things that people haven't heard yet. So look, I mean, it's challenging. It's a it's an ongoing conversation between the three of us and mm-hmm. between the, the the people that we um, work with and uh, you know the the venues that we play at the, the guys that run those places. Um, whether it's a mainstream crowd or not, I mean, I think that we we're in a yeah. Every, every everybody's a little bit different. You go into so. looking as like a partnership, and not necessarily just like you're Definitely. paying me to do this. Right. You know, if you can work and make it a partnership to where everyone benefits, we benefit, you benefit, um, then we're all. Yeah, really I don't, good. I don't, I don't think that we're there for just strictly us. Oh no, I think that we're there to kind of, um, you know, help everybody out and kind of, especially if a Saturday night, you're feeding into the already most likely electric vibe that's going on in in the place that you're playing. So if you can keep that energy going, and it's not even really about starting a dance party. It's about if, if people are just sitting, you know, hanging out with friends and bobbing their head, your, your vibrations are working on them. Mm-hmm. And it could feed into their conversation, even the uh, almost cadence of their conversation, if it's almost working with the song that you're playing. And there's so many aspects of that. And I think really... If a, it doesn't matter if a person knows the song or doesn't know it. I think what everyone, what links all what we play and what people are normally used to hearing is a good groove. And that's what we try to bring it every time. Yeah. 
I, I like how you guys touched on it's about building relationships and that's what exactly what you guys are doing. You're building a relationship with your audience and with your, you know, with your clients mm-hmm. and um, just with the community. And you have done a great job of that, especially with the approach that you all take, you know, of re- wanting to collaborate, wanting it's to inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. And so hats off to you guys for that. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so sweet. So impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I like you guys a lot though. <laughs> well, thank you. I do. I like you guys. You guys are my friends and I really like you guys and I like the work you're doing. And that's obviously one reason we wanted to, you know, delve into that today in the podcast is I want to let our listeners know kind of what you've been doing. Cause I see you guys probably every, I know we see Chitty every week, but I see you guys every week um, just about. And so it's, you guys are out and you're, you're doing it. I mean, you are, you guys are working really hard and it's, I like to, I mean, I'd, I'd say that we're kind of like, music evangelists you know we're that's a good we're we're preaching the instead good instead of going door to door you know we have everyone just like going to ear to, to going to ear to ear yeah <laughs> ear to ear does that does that sound right no i just think that um logo you know part of, yeah right going ear to ear that's probably offensive to someone i was gonna say <laughs> i was thinking about that for a minute i love to say offensive, There's a joke in there offensive things um right. no yeah i mean it's about kind of for me it's about education you know I you know I'm I think that the gift that we all have is to able to to read the crowd, mm-hmm. um, and but not only know what they want, but to know that um, they don't know what they want exactly, and that That's... they're gonna like what we what we do, and we're gonna kind of introduce an environment and a vibe that they didn't know that they were into, um, where they're kind of like oh shit, like this is cool. I've I mean I've had that happen where I've I've played you know we've played we play a couple tracks. You know, uh, you know a lot, like often, because they're our favorite tracks. Yeah. And so, and then at one point, somebody asks, you know, oh hey, what's that the thing with the African words and the beat? And the, yeah. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm you know, I'm in on that. I'll do that. For, you know, which is cool. That, that's like a very. Um, I mean, you know, for a DJ to actually request something that you have, it's a payoff. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, okay. it's cool. You've, that's you've really, done, really. You've seen this. Before. It's, re- it's rewarding as hell. Yeah. So, so where do you guys play usually? Uh, see you play bunker club mm-hmm. we do about a residency every month and then we're at the jones every the saturday jones. oh cool jones assembly so be, um, we're at jones assembly 10 p.m to 1 a.m every saturday so that's our weekly residency cool. so that'll be the most um the easiest way to catch us on a weekly basis but um yeah we'll do speak easy yeah, we'll do pump bar um you know we'll do powerhouse so a lot of the, you know, I want to say staple kind of bars around the city. Sure. You know, we don't really make it out to Bricktown, but they kind of have their own DJs out there. Um, I'm trying to talk to the guys over at IHOP, see if they can get us in there, you know? Yeah. That'd be, be nice. real cool. I mean, just, you got to break in. Yeah. Get some pancakes. Like it's a whole different demographic over mm-hmm. there. You know? You're playing to the pancake demographic, <laughs> which right. is... It's hard to break <laughs> into. You got to have some good syrupy tracks. <laughs> San Marcos number five or something, you know? <laughs> I'd like to open up our yeah. I'd like to. I mean, the whole Ohio players honey would work pretty well over there at IHOP. Yeah, it's got right there. I mean, the I think there's a lot of you know. I think that for us, we 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 play at places that um, I think that we identify with. Maybe yeah. you know places that we'd like to hang out at. And then also, sure. to a certain point, you don't want to oversaturate. All, you know, that's a big thing. It's like you know, you have to get out there when you first start and you get, you know, you have to play everything, Eat your vegetables, you know, sure. but at a certain point, you know, if you get a residency and, and some of these steady gigs, you don't want to necessarily oversaturate yourself because you want it to be an experience for people who do come and, you know, and you don't want them to just pass because, Oh, I know I can catch them here or I know I can catch yeah. them here. I did that with Steve Miller back in the day. He used to play the zoo every single year. Remember that guy? Who? Like Steve Miller band used to play oh, the zoo oh, for like 20 Steve years straight. I really and every weekend, every year I would be like, I'm going to go see Steve Miller this year. Never went, <laughs> never went. And then he never played there again. Well, that's what our, our bands have the same problem. I mean, it's like they're, you know, trying to stay busy and trying to work, but at the same time they're, they're saying the same thing It's like, we don't want to oversaturate. And so tell us about how it's challenging for you or some of the things that you guys have learned to be able to kind of expand into the places you want to expand into it's i would say that like i would say the past two years we pretty much just any kind of any kind of gig we could get we would take and so and that set us up 
as far as just being in front of the right ears to allow you to um, start playing at the regularly at the spots that you really like, that you think it's the most uh, monetarily lucrative, and or you're going to reach the most people. But man, we we played a lot of we played a lot of a lot of gigs that we necessarily wouldn't take now, but we're good building blocks for experience and kind of. Um, I think in the beginning it was just like business generates business. Yeah, you generates know what I mean? bit, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, but then I think we have to be we do we do we are cognizant that we have to be careful about uh, I if, think if people get tired of us or and that's whatever. been something we've been doing this year this year alone like we've really kind of um, again limited uh, limited our uh, appearances to really about a handful of places but we get to play we still we're still playing every week you know but we're just not having to spread it out as as much and you know when when you play a lot of places you know you're dealing with a lot of different personalities you know be it like the person who's booking you or expectations so when you can kind of narrow that down you can focus on a certain crowd you know at two spots two or three spots and you can really hone in mm-hmm. what you want to play how you want to play what you want to buy you know that's actually a really good point kind of, I'm not- kind of speaking to that um you guys are playing a four-hour set once a week at the Jones, right? Yeah, I think it's three, three plus, three or four. Three, four. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you know. and just, how do you guys keep that fresh? I mean, like, is it to like? The well, that's what way? I was going to say. I think that's what what we love about it, and why I, I think for, why for us, for me, anyways, like, I think the audience, you know, they can show up every week and hear something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you, you know, if you go see a local band, if you see them twice in the same month, it's probably not that different. You know, I mean, people have set lists and things like that. Um, For us, it it, it's always going to be different. And um, my, you know, my Sunday, if we do bunker on a Sunday afternoon, I'm going to do something totally different than I did the night before. um, Because I number one, I want to. Yeah, it's like and it's Sunday. You know, it's a different environment. So like, I'll I'll drop some country and western shit on people like real quick on a Sunday afternoon. That that over easy vibe. Yeah, it's, yeah, right? That's fun for me. Um, Shout, out <laughs> Shout out Carrick, The Toaster Brunch. Right. <clears throat> oh, I but by the way, I'm a big fan of Toaster Brunch. I, I, I don't know who that guy is, but he, he kills it. Um, yeah, so, that, I mean, I think that people know that if you, like, let's say you're at the Jones on a Saturday night, and then you come to the bunker on a Sunday afternoon. Those are two totally different experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll get that from that. I mean, I, you know, I don't, there's really no reason to ever get tired of us. I mean, you'll hear the same songs occasionally. Well, kind of like but, that. But they'll be reappropriated. So that's when you, true. When, when you come out and you're, you bring, you know, you bring your records and kind of what you build that set, maybe the afternoon or the day before, you don't know how you're going to play things and, and, and what's going out there where it is kind of free form. You don't, you know, Oh, I've never mixed this track with this track. And, you know, we're, you know, some people might think that it's just, Oh, you know, we're just kind of moving the crossfader. You know, it's like, no, you know, there's that element of beat matching and that's where the artistry comes in where you, you play something, you know, like an African disco track and you move into something maybe a little bit more contemporary, like house music. Well, how do these songs work together? I don't know. I've never done it before. Well, we're about to do it now. You it's know? actually ter- terrifying. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it really is. Like, I, I like sometimes I'll I'll put a record on, but like I'm about to do this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gulp. What am I doing? How many yeah. beers have I had? Yeah. You know. Uh, but that's what's fun about oh, it. That's that makes the, it. That makes it worth the, it. Really, it's yeah, like what other kind of line of work or kind of activity where you have an audience, you just get to kind of. Uh, uh, aside from improvisational theater that you just get to just like, well, you know, yeah. at some point you just say, fuck it. Like, yeah. I know that I'm good enough to do this. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that honestly, like I don't, what's funny is we're, when we're always, you know, we do, you know, I, I, I do, I do my stuff and then they do their stuff. And so it's not competitive. Um, but it is. But I mean, I'm not thinking of that when I'm mm-hmm. up there. Um, but I kind of look for, um, I guess, uh, you know, verification. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a mix and I'll transition, and then I'll look at them. And our tongues are hanging and out. And just yeah, but by, by reading <laughs> by reading their faces, 
or that they're not even paying attention. I know if I'm doing it good or not. You yeah. know? I'm like, these guys aren't even fucking paying attention to me. Why am I outside smoking a cigarette. Am I even did, I just, did I not even hear that mix? <laughs> well, I, I like what, you, what you're talking about because I think any entrepreneur, artist, or curator, there's risks. There's risk-taking involved, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing from you guys is you have the flexibility and the ability to be creative and try new things. And I mean, what's, you know, what's more um, rewarding rewarding than that? I mean, I think it's also, and let's be real, we all have got, we've got day jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're not, we're not on the hook to really try to make, you know, you, and I think that's where you maybe would take um, easy routes or just, let's play, let's play familiar stuff. Let's just make sure everybody's happy. Um, no, we, it allows us opportunities to take chances and, um, really kind of bring out records and look for records that are really kind of obscure. And let's just see if we can, let's just see if this hits. And if it doesn't, I still like the song. There'll be a spot for it, but not having to worry about it. It's like, dude, I'm not eating and starving by this. So I think that maybe it gives you a little bit of, am I wrong? Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, <laughs> kind of got weird. Like, well, no, what's really, what's really, I think what's really fucked up with me sometimes is like, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a track that I know will just like really make people like fucking angry. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a do it. Like, yeah. I don't even and care do right now. You mm-hmm. know, I do do that. I used to be, I like, I you know, DJ a on a college radio station. Well, I was at OU. I was they I forgot they even call it live or whatever. And they used to broadcast it on TV. And, um, I used to get like pissed off and play random shit that I knew people would hate and would call in and like gripe at me. Uh, you guys ever hear the Moldy Peaches? Of course, that, yeah. mo- that song. Who's got the crack? It's a uh, Adam Adam Green. Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. And then I, I played that for like half an hour straight, <laughs> just until someone like from the the station came down and just bitched me right. out. About it. Well, he had a song, Adam Green, in his solo career. He had a song, and I don't I don't know if the song was called Britney Spears but it was about Britney Spears. And if you haven't okay. listened to it, it's amazing. It's really, really good. Well, it's my, at least 15 years old. I don't really know. My dad always told me that the strongest emotion you could ever bring out of somebody is anger. So sure. I think that's pretty cool. I, I just, I just, I mean, it's not angry. I just, I just sometimes like I'll hear a song and I'll love it. And I'm like, people are going to hate this, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm going to force feed it down the yeah. throat it, it feels, until it feels, they like it, feels, it. It feels right to you at that moment. So what are you going to go with? You're just going to yeah. go with your gut and say, you know what? I'm throwing I'll, it I mean, on. I'll be honest. Sometimes when I'm up there, it's about me. It's really, I like really, it's about me and what I want to do. I think that's weird, but I wouldn't do it if it wasn't like that. I don't think that's weird because I think from an artist's perspective that that is what it's, it's about your creation. It's about doing what you feel like you want to do and expressing yourself the way you want to express yourself. And so I don't think that is weird. And I, I like it. I like you. You're making people feel things. Well, I think it's, I think it's funny. That's like, a really I, great way of putting it. I you think are. that, um, you know, sometimes my, my emotion does come out in, in what I play. So I actually, I actually I choose songs based on what the, maybe the lyrics are them or the, the messages and kind of, I'm trying to tell people, you know, something, maybe I'm being too emo. I don't yeah. know. Well, and who knows, you know, there you might know? be, there might be, uh, people people in the audience that are responding to those lyrics the way you are sure. at that moment and so at that point maybe they wouldn't come up and talk to you but you're connecting with them at the same time yeah absolutely sometimes i'm you know i'm thinking about a girl and i play some baby making music you know yeah that'll happen and i want that i want to spread that love and joy and uh-huh. just a little auditory aphrodisiac <laughs> some seed planting Literally. You guys, I'm sure knew Charlie. Remember Ch- Charlie's? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, rest his soul. Um, one time, I went in and asked him to because I was having a party, and I was like, "Charlie, I'm having a party. Help me pick out some music." And he was like, "Everybody gonna get fucked up?" And I was like, oh, dude, "F words." And I was Charlie, like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. My, my wife was like, "I don't think I should be in here." But uh, <laughs> he picked me out like 30 records one time, and you know, Charlie, he probably sold them to me for like 20 bucks. He was like, I'm, "Just give me 50 bucks." He yeah, did, he did not care. <laughs> and uh, I took him home, and I guess Charlie's method of party differs from mine because it was like 30 of the most baby making funky like oh we thought orgy <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. He, when i said party yeah, he, he thought he swingers. just went straight to orgy and he, yeah it was not that kind of party i mean G the parties. records are great i'm not just, surprised yeah yeah because he, he was like well go get you something and i was like no charlie i want you to pick me out like some records for this party that, that's where he thought i was partying <laughs> 
<laughs> he, I mean, he loved women. He, he was, oh, yeah. he's Absolutely. all about it. That's for sure. I think the creative freedom is so amazing. And I love hearing that from you guys too. Cause going back to us talking about at the front of the podcast that I was at the library, they had mm-hmm. this whole book stand and it was empty. And it said, this is what censorship looks like. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's like, just, it obviously, um, made an impact on me when I saw that. And it's the same thing with, with anything with art or music mm-hmm. or literature. And it's like, you guys are, are able to play what you want to play and do what you want to do and express yourselves the way you want, um, without that censorship. And I, you know, we can, we can cheers to freedom on that one. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, be censorship isn't always profanity and sex, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, how you're expressing yourself, you know? And so if you don't allow that to happen, you know, then yeah, I think you've done something. Well, going back to, you know, you might make people uncomfortable. You might make people angry, but it's like, again, they're feeling something. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we continue to make people feel? I think the point is to evoke a, evoke a reaction, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just get at least, I mean, especially, I mean, that, that might be the time I do it. If I know no one's paying attention, I'm just going to be like, well, fuck you guys. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Clean the palate. You will listen to me, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, sometimes it's like, all right, well, no one's really kind of, they're not maybe vibing the way that I think they should at this song. It's kind of disappointing. So, you know what, I'm just going to go and take a chance to throw this track on and maybe I'll get something out of them. And then you might just strike a nerve with them, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I always find it really interesting when playing playing songs and you kind of, at the Jones, it's very easy because we're up on a stage to see what kind of almost tones are working with people. Mm-hmm. You can say, well, these two tracks have had this really kind of similar bass rhythm, and I feel like this is working on them, so you almost just, like, ride a tone. Mm-hmm. So let, then you're just digging through your crates, like, what do I have got that complements this just to keep that going and see if you're right on the money on that. Mm-hmm. I also like you guys that you touched on that you don't rely on this to be your main money maker in life. And I think I was thinking back to, you know, being young and I don't know if you guys felt this, but you know, as a, as a young, a lot of young artists are like, Oh, we just want to, you know, we want our job to be able to make music or DJ or whatever. And, you know, now I'm in my mid thirties and I'm actually really thankful, you know, that I, it's not, being in my band is it's our passion project. It's our hobby. It's because we can create whatever we want to create without any pressure, without having to please anybody else. And you guys, that's what I'm hearing from you guys. You can do what you want to do without the pressure of like, you have to be the certain way or do this certain thing. Well, you struck on a really key word, passionate. Mm-hmm. I think that allows us to keep, keep passion. It's like, as long as then I know that I could explore different avenues in my music selection. Um, I mean, there, it's an infinite amount of intrigue and just tenacity of looking for that next great song, and 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 you're not you're not on the hook for it. You know what I mean? You're not just saying like, well, if I if I disappoint these people, I'm never going to play here again, and there goes that source of revenue for the month. Mm-hmm. No, then it's just like I mean, you could just play music that you're actually passionate about, and it's because I mean, if you're only bringing out a hundred songs, a hundred records for a four-hour set you've got to make sure that those hundred like that's all you've got to work with Mm -hmm. and you better be you better believe in each one of them because you might end up having to play every one of them and if you brought just a couple of fillers we're like i kind of just haphazardly put this in there and i mean to be passionate about every song that you bring it's like there is a place for this in every part of my set and i don't know where it's going to fall but it's going to but yeah just I mean, I, th- I think if, you know, if if it was more than a hobby, if I depended on it for income, I probably, it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to do that. Probably I mean, I, right I mean, now. Like, I mean like, right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Even come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be too busy. No, I'm like, you know, I mean, when you think about, you know, really, really well-known DJs, I think all of it can become a grind, you know, not that they don't love their lives. I'm sure they do. Um, or they may but not. you know, that, I don't think that's, you know, for me, I don't think I'll ever be that guy. I don't, you know, never seen even, if it, even if the opportunity was there, I think I'd probably just take it real easy and not, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, Chitty, to segue into this, I mean, you have you've been a tour manager, you've been on the road, you've seen that yeah. grind, and we've had long conversations about it. 
And I mean, it's, yeah, people, a lot of people think it's so glamorous and magical to be able to go tour and do all that stuff. And the reality of it's really hard and not that there's not great moments and there's not reward in it, but it's, there's, it's really tough. It's really challenging. And it's also very, uh, you know, blurry and fuzzy and you don't remember a lot of it. Not, not, not because of, you know, any, uh, substances, um, just because it's all so quick and you're only, you're only in a, you're only in a region or a city for, you know, seven, eight hours and then you're, you're on to the next. And so every hotel room looks the same and every venue looks the same. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get tired of it and you eat cheeseburgers five times a week or Taco Bell or, you know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> you don't ever really, you know, you're in diners like every night you're in a diner at 2am or 3am every fucking night. And it's like, what am I doing with my life? You know, never had so much coffee after 2am. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just think that, yeah, it, it, that can be a grind like anything else. I mean, I, you know, people, there are people built for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm one of them. Um, but if I can also use this opportunity or I guess use my, uh, skill or, or talent or artistry, um, to experience cool things and events and uh, experience the world and travel and stuff, then I think I'd like to do that. You know, I think we all would, oh, or yeah. we, you know, maybe get outside of Oklahoma. I've played outside Oklahoma city before a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, you know, I did some stuff, but I don't think we haven't, we probably mm-hmm. no, should, no. but, but I think, you know, we do have kind of a, not to say obligation, but you know, this city needs something, you know, it, it, whether it's, you know, acoustic acts, you know, punk rock bands, you know, jazz bands, reggae bands, DJs, you know, like this city needs more of that and it needs more people to get on board because you don't want to have every single person, you know, walking up to the door of some venue or a bar, you know, $5 cover for this band and then then turning around saying like, I'm not putting up with that, you know, right? you want them to be like, let's do it, you know, let's just check it out. If it's not our thing, we can always leave. But you want people to jump in and just check it out and just be open-minded. You know, a lot of cities have that, up, you know, above us, like Chicago, California, New York, you know. And mm-hmm. we need to do our part to do that here. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's tough to pony up five bucks for something that you don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, also, I, that's, I cannot work the door anywhere because I'm so emotionally attached to that idea of people will go spend five dollars on a shitty five dollars on like a shitty beer, you know, but they won't invest in an artist, you know. No, I agree with you. Not even thirty minutes of their time to like listen to somebody play music. I mean, it's just crazy. We've got a right. long. We've definitely got a long way to go, and I think you know maybe. We've never had things. We've never had to charge, and we've never played at a place where it's like, oh, there's a cover to see us, you know. So we are. You know, the avenues that we do take are very inclusive, you know, just the venues that we end up playing or bars, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but I can imagine, you know, being that band who's got it, needs that $5 cover because they're booking you for that cover. You know, they're not going to give you a flat rate for coming and playing. So it's like whenever you do see people walk up or be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself through this. You know, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a shame. You know, I've been, I've done it. I've, I've been there. You know, I've walked up to the fucking blue note and been like, nope. Yeah. yeah, but I also think that maybe, you know, we're different than a band because, you know, we're we're going to go through different genres yeah. you know, each and every time that we're out. And I think that you'll find something that you enjoy. And so, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, people should keep an open mind for bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but also even like, you know, I, I would say, you know, bands maybe get a little more coverage in this city than, than DJs. Oh, yeah. like people true. should go. People should be more excited about DJs. Um, and obviously I'm biased, (laughs) but, um, you know, I did, I just think that, you know, there's certain places we'll play and it's hard to get people there. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why that is, um, when, you know, people should just totally have an open mind, especially like on a, maybe on a per song basis. Like, I think, you know, you don't have to know the song to really enjoy it or dance to it. And I think that, you know, you've got to really open your mind and like, it's not even about acceptance. It's just about, let me enjoy this moment, you know? And I think that you can do that with pretty much every song that we play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not playing anything that just sounds awful. Most of what we do is, is, is is dance music and something that you can shake your ass to. And I think that's what the point is. Yeah. And so not that I require that you dance, but at least, you know, have a good time, vibe vibe out and, you know, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I, I want, that's part of what we, why we do what we do is try and, grow the scene and, and, and help people appreciate it. But it is awfully challenging when we do things and, you know, 
there's no one there. Or like, you know what I mean? It's weird because it's a, not a busy Saturday or Friday night, but the city's really small. Yeah. yeah. And that's the challenge of it. And man, you're preaching the choir. I mean, that's, we host so many different bands and artists here and, you know, being in my own project, it's like it, the struggle is very real. I just wonder if we don't do like, do we have the population for it or not? I don't know. That's a, that's a question that I can't answer. I think we, and we've talked you know? about it, you know, so many of the surrounding areas and I feel like Oklahoma city is such a cool progress. We have this cool progressive pocket, but there's so many of these like little bedroom communities that people aren't used to just getting out and taking their kids to maybe a festival or going on a date night to right. see some music. And that's what we're really wanting to encourage people to start to do is just get used to that. Like just get out, get out of your houses, yeah. make relationships, get involved with music and art. It's, it's important. Well, I, you yeah. know, I think it's just stop saying I like what I like Yeah, and stop having that attitude. Yeah. You know? That's actually a big part. Of it. And complacent. you know, maybe somebody's going to angry at me for saying that, but like, why would you not want to open your mind and like experience new things and whatever? And you know, I kind of, you know, you and I have had those conversations where, you know, I don't want to go to a show because <laughs> it's a, it's a, almost every show that yeah, I go to. So. It's a band I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, God, whatever, you know, and then we go and we have a great time. So, right. you know, Absolutely. cause sometimes it's not even about, you know, I mean, it, 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 I mean like I'll, I'll listen and I'll pay attention, but even if I, even if I don't dig it, I think that we still have a good time. Yeah. You know, it's something to do. And people are like, well, there's nothing to do in Oklahoma City. Well, guess what? There, there is. There is. There's a ton of stuff to do. And you just have to get out yeah, there and we, do it instead of... We talked about that a lot on this podcast. We do. And it's making it a priority. And I think that, you know, um, Lindsay from Collected Threads, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her shop down at Plaza. Yeah, not real well. She put out a really great, um, you know, Facebook article basically saying, hey... Oklahoma City, um, our retail shops are in crisis. And if you want these shops to still be around, you need to come support them. And it was just like a battle cry, honestly. A it was a rally. Yeah. And I, and I think that goes for you guys as DJs and, you know, me or other people as original music artists. It's like there is a battle cry. There's like, hey, guys, people are going to start moving. We're not going to have this, right. these kind of th- these events and these shows and these artists here if you don't get your asses out and support them. Like well, People like <laughs> the idea of having like local shops and, 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 you know, local musical acts and stuff to play around. But they like the idea of that. But if they don't go out and, and, engage, and su- engage and support it then it's n- there's it's not going to be viable for them and, and you know they're going to have to close their doors or just like mm-hmm. stop playing or whatever you know you have to be able to i mean just on a friday night just like even if you just like start your evening mm-hmm. by going somewhere like to see a band there's always something going on in the city if you can just pre-game doing that it doesn't have to be your whole night you got to invest in there just like find something to do there's always something to do on like a thursday friday and saturday or even sunday afternoon mm-hmm. you could just go pick something to do and a yeah. lot of it's free mm-hmm. well case in point i mean i think you know let's get real when when you know for instance we do the the 90s night at pump or whatever yeah and it goes off like crazy like really mm-hmm. like it's it's lit really really lit mm-hmm. and you know those people who are there you know, I think my message is then we were like, well, why don't you come out for when we do other stuff? Because, like, it's, you know, how is it how is it different? Yeah. Like, those are songs that you know, mm-hmm. but how about, you know, you getting to know songs and enjoying them in the same way? I mean, all you're doing is drinking and dancing. Like, right. how hard is that to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you've already got the two fundamentals down. Right. Like, a, a successful so, Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, you don't... <laughs> drinking and dancing. I just, you know, for me, I don't understand why the 90s thing is such a fad right now. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun for us to play it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, because I don't sit at home and listen to that shit all day long. Right. Um, well, I'm lying. I do pretty much all the time. Um, no, but I just, you know, I'm like, well, hey, if you like that, then why wouldn't you like disco? Because it kind of all ebbs yeah, and flows, flows together. I mean, you know what I mean? Like some of those, like hip hop, like a lot of those samples that hip hop use, especially 90s hip hop, are disco, disco tracks. tracks. Yeah. Disco tracks. You know, and like we're going to play those songs that those samples are from. And so I know that you'd enjoy it and have a good time. So, you know. Well, I'm going to say something that's probably going to piss a lot of people off. So I'm just going to brace everybody. Um, Hello. I know, right? But I have several, you know, friends and family members and they might have two or three kids each. And they, they talk about how a lot, you know, they, each one of their kids might be in an activity and I get that. So they're like, well, we have dance this night and we have gymnastics this night and we have basketball this night. And And I get that. And I understand that. But 
part of my argument is, you know, making making music and the arts and these activities as far as like social events and community events just as much of a priority as our basketball or our football or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think that, again, I, I, I talk to so many people who are like, oh, we're just so busy. We're so busy. And I mean, again, it's like how or even just taking one night a week to support your local restaurant or, you oh, know, for sure. Even just like that step that. Yeah, that's huge, too. It's like we're, we're just going to be a Chili's chain place or Applebee's play not nothing against them. But like, you know, if we want to keep, dude, I, right. Dude, I mean, yeah. and we're I get we down have, on Chili's any day. <laughs> I mean, and that's part of Abel's, you know, <laughs> yeah, business sure. is, is, um, the, the spice shop serves to a lot of different I support. Pl- I don't sell anything to Chili's. Actually. <laughs> not one. They've never bought anything from me. Right. No, it's all local, uh, local restaurants, local chefs, guys out there trying to do creative stuff. And a lot of the stuff that you guys have, have touched on and music uh, applies to you know, the culinary arts and stuff as well. Yeah. You know, it's just um, supporting the guys that are doing it locally and doing it from the ground up and, um, so you know. It, yeah, it's, so it's, it's like start small, like maybe once a month decide that you're going to go support a new local restaurant or uh, yeah. once a month make it out to a DJ set or once a month check out a new local just, band. It doesn't have to be this extravagant sure. life change. Or just, I mean, every once in a while, just, just face it, every once in a while somebody is going to eat at a restaurant. When you go and eat at a restaurant, just don't go to Chili's and go to, I don't know, Picasso's or RJ's or Ludivine or any number, you know, hit up Scotty's downstairs and be like, let's go see what the new deli is about. Just anything. They've got great sandwiches, by the way. Right. Yes, they do. We, We've interviewed the, the yeah. hidden episode. Those tortellinis. It's our hidden episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Those tortellinis. They have tortellini. Oh, my God. Oh my God. The tortellini yeah. salad's legit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think the, the careful I mean, the thing to say is like if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what Lindsay was talking about on that video that she made. I mean, why do you think it was wonderful? Mm-hmm. Uh, bands move away. Sure. Oh, and we've already we've had you know? a lot of artists on our we've show. We've had artists that have on this moved. show that we you know they can't come back because they aren't here anymore. They're gone. Right. They're in Austin. They're in LA. They're you know in Nashville wherever they are, but they're gone. Sure. And I, I wish them so much success, and I'm, I'm excited for their opportunities. But going back to, like, what you just said, Chitty, if you don't use it, you lose it. So that's part of our – I'm going to be blasting this episode out. I just don't understand how people, how people don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, with Carrie and I, if we're going to go out to eat or if we're going to, like, be entertained, you know, I don't, we haven't been to a movie since Alice was born. Mm-hmm. We've taken Alice to, like, outdoor shows and stuff. You know, it's just like if we're going to go somewhere to be entertained or if I'm going to pay somebody to make me food, it's going to be somewhere doing something that's going to benefit the community. Oh, yeah. Right. You have to. But it just doesn't make any sense to do it any other way. And you're putting your dollars back into sure. the community. That's yeah. huge. Um, Those guys support me. And, yeah. and really, if people are listening and they're like, well, we haven't really been doing that and we don't know where to start, like, go pick up a Gazette because I think that's a really great place to start. They, sure. they feature restaurants, they fit, feature music, um, all kinds of entertainment. Pick up an edible OKC, pick up the Gazette, pick mm-hmm. up Territory, any of these local independent, well, Gazette's fairly independent, not totally, mm-hmm. uh, publications that have a listing of everything that's going on. And like we say on the show all the time, if you are still of the mindset that there's nothing to do in this town, you're just not paying attention, <laughs> like at all. I mean, it's, I got a, I got a new guy at the shop this week, and um, he's an OC guy, he's from, from L.A., and just moved here from Boulder, and he's super hype on OKC. He's like, you know, I really like it here. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm like, yeah, and it's cheap. Right. So well, even the guys from special thumbs, a couple of them are from Colorado so cool. and we love them. Speaking of, they, you know, they were talking about vinyl cause they put their album out on vinyl and they're saying they did that because it is, it's like something that's tangible and yeah. you put on your bookshelf and it's, you know, something real that you can keep and hold on I to. I just got Matt Stansbury's new vinyl in the mail this week cause I, I backed his, uh, Kickstarter. He will be at Tower on the 30th, I believe. Have you given the new record a spin? Not yet. I can't It's wait. a double album. I did not know that. It's great. I mean, I think the great thing about vinyl is it might actually increase in value. Yeah, could. I don't know sure. if you know about that. No. Yeah, I just sold a record this week for uh, several more hundred dollars than I bought it. 
<laughs> and uh, that was pretty fantastic. So that's um, what I keep telling myself about bourbon and scotch too. Yeah. If I just keep holding, sure. <laughs> just keep drinking it. Well, a couple of years I went to CES, which is in Vegas. Yeah, it's like yeah, the big cool. Consumer electronic um, showcase and or yeah, what is it called? The consumer electronic show. Show, show yes, mm-hmm. it's bigger than a showcase. <laughs> it's huge. huge. It's, it's enormous. It's through like it's all the cool tech. It is, and um, a big part of that was record players. Um, oh really? Yes, there was a ton of record players, and one of um, my dear friends from college helps actually organize that whole trade show. And oh, cool. he said oh, wow. that you know, yeah, that's a big part of record players are coming back and vinyls and all of that good stuff. Oh, you can spend a lot of money on a record yeah, player. Yeah, you can, yeah. You, can buy, you can buy a car for what you can get a record player for. Yeah, and case in point, go into the room next door and see oh, that McIntyre that nice. that they have. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? No, mm-hmm. we'll check it out. We'll, we'll go together after okay. we get done talking <laughs> yeah. because I say it was in here last week and I walked in and I was like. Holy shit! That's like fifteen, twenty grand worth of record players. I mean, there. it's cool. I also, you know, I think at some point I realized that I have terrible hearing, and it's not going to matter anyways. Yeah, most of us do. The, the, you know, the, the, I, I have two war horses for two turntables that kind of do everything I need them to, and they're not <laughs> war horses. They get they're dead. Yeah, that's what they are. They're war horses. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> uh, road tough, but um, uh, I get it. I mean, I get hi-fi audio. I do, but I'm just not. You know, I'm not there because I don't make zillions of dollars. Just dust your records off. You'll be all right. <laughs> I think, clean, I, honestly, I mean, that's, that's a good, like, clean. clean your records. Yeah, just keep your needles and records clean. Clean your You'll records. Right. Nice. Don't, good don't not clean it. Well, guys, I think we could probably chat all night. Um, <laughs> we, what a great conversation we've had, and we really appreciate you guys being on the show. And what um, are, are there any things you want to plug that are coming up? I do. Okay. I'll, you want to do it? I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, we just got a uh, confirmation that we will be opening up for cut copy at the uh, the cool. Jones Assembly. So exciting. So that is uh, October. Thursday, October 5th. Thursday, October nice. 5th. We literally so. just found out right before we came up here. Sweet. You heard it here first, guys. I'll so, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you're a big fans of cut copy, but. Big fan. We're if big you fans. are, I'm yeah. a huge fan. Uh, Anybody who's listening to this needs to go to that show. The yeah. fact that they're playing in Oklahoma City Absolutely. is unbelievable and that's a huge deal because there aren't a lot of local artists who play on the Jones stage at this point because there's so many national acts that no. are coming through and a lot of those acts bring their own openers you're yeah. right um, that's actually a good point well so you just made me feel real good about myself you should Thank feel you. real good now we've always felt honored to play at the Jones and mm-hmm. the relationship that we have them it's it's awesome and it's incredible um, so I think it'll be awesome. I, I, if you, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're there every Saturday too. So, uh, 10 to one, uh, if you want to hear us talk less and just play records, then you should come up there. Uh, and then what I'm out of town for it. What's the, is there, there's a nineties pump party. Is that right? 90s pump party. Is it 29th? 29th oh, sorry, the 30th. 30th of September. Is it a Saturday? I know it's got, well, it's gotta be the 29th. Friday. The 29th then. Yeah, so it's gonna be a bunch of this, bunch bunch of DJs up there. So yeah, day after my birthday, I won't be there, but that's cool. We'll be there in spirit. We'll be happy. We'll have some of your records. Chidi does have a a birthday DJ set coming up (laughs) next week, right? That's right. The twenty, the Friday, September twenty second, birthday DJ set by me, Conway Chidi, with my boys, the Robros at Bunker Club. That'll be fun. That will be a a don't miss. 10 to 2. I'm going to play like a lot of Drake. Like a lot, a <laughs> like, lot of Drake. Si- like side A. Sides. I'll probably, I'll probably <laughs> be crying, very emotional, <laughs> all the things. Oh, you'll be around girls, the man. Four it's going to be all right. five of us sitting right here will definitely be. <laughs> oh, Jen will be there. <laughs> you get a babysitter, Abel. You should the 22nd? Yeah. Friday the 22nd. I might be there. Bunker okay. Club. All right. I don't know what's going on. Shout out to the Bunker Club. Drake. DJs every Thursday. Dreezy. Nice. Yeah, no, that's great. But yeah, Bunker Club every Much Thursday. Much love to the Bunker Club. What is it? Actually... Uh, Katie Petrick next Thursday. Mm-hmm. John yep. Mooneyham. John Mooneyham this Thursday. This Thursday. Nice. Check out all of them. Mm-hmm. They're great. Well, where can people find you on social media or online? Uh, Carte Blanche DJ on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. Mm-hmm. You better uh, spell that for people. C A R T E B L A N C H E D J. All right. Nice. And then you can yeah, uh, we keep everybody email and Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, Neil has a personal account as well. So do I. You want to yeah. do that? Mm-hmm. So uh, Neil underscore Robinson, N-E-A-L underscore Robinson. 
you know, I post some records and stuff like that, cross promote like carte blanche and all that. So shoes, mm-hmm. uh, shoes, sneakers, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Conway Chitty. Mm-hmm. If you can't spell that, go back to school. <laughs> Chitty, you've been putting out your seven by seven playlist. Playlists. Yeah, you every week. Yeah, I do. Touch on that real quick. If you're a if you're a Spotify uh, subscriber, you can check out my weekly playlist. What, no it's, Apple Music. Nope. Come on, man. We already, <laughs> talk, we already talked about this. I'm an Apple Apple Music hater. Um, seven by seven playlist on Spotify. It's updated every Tuesday ish, and it's seven songs for seven days. Cool. And it's kind of you know how I'm feeling. I'll check that at out that for sure. moment in time. Moody. It's always moody. Yeah, very. That's moody. for sure. But good stuff. No, but there's always good stuff on there. I think what I try to do with it is, you know, mix in some old favorites with people shit that people have never heard before. Well, um, that's right. So people, listeners can really get some new music, even if they don't make a gig in the next few weeks, they can get it through good Spotify. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Or through I'm your not, social all, media. Also at Conway Chitty on Spotify. I don't think there's an at. Just, uh, just Conway Chitty. Conway Chitty. Yeah. You can, I think you can search me on there. I don't know. I post links on my Instagram and Twitter, so find it there. Yes. Lots of stories about his cat, but we won't get on, into that. On my Instagram? Uh, yeah. 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 She's a sweetheart. <laughs> She listens to my music, all of it. She, she does. Shows all of it. <laughs> she does. Stella's a, Stella's a good listener. Um, well, thank you guys again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for having us. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds on Instagram and Twitter and Grounded Sounds OK on Facebook. And until next time. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Abel.